All right, folks, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of The Cultural Podcast. Sam Adamo coming at you. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you're all having a great week. Welcome back. It's good to be back. Guys, I listened back to the episode last week. I don't think I could do dead silence. I don't think I could do it. We got to roll the dice a little bit here and just take a chance and keep the music as part of the show. Um, I don't know what's going to happen when we get on YouTube in a couple of weeks where the rules are a little more strict. But like at least for audio, I think we're going to have to keep some kind of music, man. I think we're okay with Pino Danjo. I think we're okay with like 80s disco. We got away with it for a very long time. I think he's just living life, living large. I don't think he really cares about going after people that are using and stealing his music. Um, I'm just going to I'm just gonna start off because apparently if you, if you satirize music or you're talking about music in a satirical fashion, you're good. Satire, satire. This is satire. Pino Danjo, smoke cigarettes, curly hair. We're going to talk a little bit about Pino now. Satire, satire. This is satire in case anything happens uh, so that I don't have to go back and delete more episodes or edit more episodes, which took fucking so long last week. We don't want that to happen again. Satire. This is satire. Um, I think we're okay with Pino because we played his music for like years, a couple of years. No issues. Um, None of the episodes that had his old music on it got flagged last week. So that's good. I think we're okay with Pino. Um, maybe we'll have to get like a custom mashup or something, or like a custom made song made for the pop for the pod. I don't. I don't really know. Um, we'll figure it out. But no, for the time being, I think we're okay with Pino Danjo. Um, again, like he don't give a fuck, man. He's like still smoking. He's seventy. He's like just drunk all the time. Probably. I don't think he really has time to go after people that are stealing his music. You know. Like the, you know, the younger rappers and shit. I think, the, but the point is, guys, I think the rap is done. Like, I think the, the, the modern or the current stuff, the, the popular music, I think it's over. I, I don't think we could do it anymore. I really don't think we're going to get away with it. Because you get, like, some fucking rapper's label could just get trigger happy one day and go after me. And I don't feel like, I don't feel like doing that again. I mean, God knows. We've really, I mean, listen, it's been a good run. Like, over 200 episodes of, like, music belonging to other people. I always found it weird how we got away with it, but... I don't know, no more. But I think I think we're okay with disco, so we'll do it um, for the time being. Um, I, I can't come back into dead silence, man. I, I listened to it last week. It just felt it felt soulless, man. I don't know. Pino Danjo, I learned, is actually from Pompeii. He's from Pompeii. What the fuck? I, I learned this like like twenty minutes ago when I when I pulled the song up to download it and include it at the end of the episode. He is from Pompeii. What the fuck? I thought I thought Pompeii was literally a museum, bro. <laughs> like an outdoor museum. He fucking rose from ashes, bro. No wonder he fucking spits that fire. He's fucking from like volcanic ash. It's a really hacky bit. Feels like I feel like that's I feel like that's like just a hack joke. Like if if you're in Naples, you know, like where's that girl you're dating from? Oh, she's from Pompeii. Me, watch out, bro. Holy fuck, you're fiery, bro. But yeah, like he's Southern Italian, he's, he's from Campania, but he's not like Napolitan, he's kind of from that area, but he's even cooler, he's from Pompeii, bro, he's from like a, he's from ruins, you know? So for now, he's, uh, I don't know, he's the vocal sponsor of the uh, of the pod, I don't know, Sp- vocal sponsor, I don't know, he's the, he's the, uh, he's the theme for now, he'll, he'll, he'll remain the theme, we're going back to our roots, a lot of long time listeners will probably be very happy to hear him uh, back on the show. 
Um, so yeah, hope this episode finds you guys all well. Guys, we got to talk a little bit more about Nicolò Zagnolo and that situation going on. Because I thought this was done a week ago. I thought that Roma, Roma were just going to let him die. I thought they were fully content with like letting his career, uh, you know, just go by the wayside and, and let him languish and, and not play and just be really petty about it. Um, but they uh, they relented, they folded. So it turns out the the Turkish transfer window closes a week later than the rest of the European transfer window. So as many of you guys heard today, yesterday, whenever you're listening to this, he just signed for Galatasaray. Now, I I thought, I fully expected that whole thing to be over with Roma. I thought he was, again, just going to languish, not going to play anymore. They were going to take the L. Good for them for recuperating some of their money. It's not a bad call, uh, you know. He's Italian and he's born in 1999, so in a lot of our minds, he's like still a young guy. He's not really anymore, kind of, but not really, you know. But we were we remember him as like the 18-year-old kid who got called up by Mancini when nobody knew about him. And he was like tearing it up before the ACL tears, the double ACL tears. And um, because he was like transferred for Golan, who didn't do very well, it was seen as like a very lopsided transaction. And we think highly of him. Like, like, just acknowledge that you think very highly of Nicolò Zagnolo, and you don't really know why. You don't watch him much anymore. You just think in your mind he's good. Like, he's, you know, you would put him on your FIFA Ultimate Team. But he's, like, he's very replaceable. It's, he's not, like, it's not ideal he offers something to a team. I think Roma shouldn't have, I mean, they shouldn't have sold him unless they had to, but they had to, and they did, and they'll be fine, but... Guys, I really thought it was over for him. I thought like his career, and we talked about this last week, I know, but but things have really changed here because this changes everything. He's gone to Galatasaray, guys. Um, and and again, so I thought he was done last week. I thought his career was maybe going to never recover from, uh, you know, a, a period of six months to 18 months, a year or whatever on the sidelines. That's what I would have thought. Um, because, you know, when that happens at a young age, you're a problem and you're a problem... Uh, forever, you you never really shake that title or that that you know that brush with which you've been painted. In some ways, this might be worse. He's gone to Galatasaray now. There's a couple reasons why this might be worse. First off, it's it's Turkey. Turkey is where you go when it's really uh, you know not going well for you, man. You you go to Turkey when you're kind of out of options. We've seen that. Balotelli's been to Turkey. Amaru Icardi's currently in Turkey, and and. You know, Fabio Borini's been to Turkey. We see it from, you know, players in other leagues too. Um, yeah, we, we just do. Um, the further east you go, the worse it gets, you know. So China's the ultimate, or Korea, Japan is like the ultimate, you know, what the fuck are you doing? China's like, okay, at least you're making money. Graziano Pelle, he still came back, played Serie A, Serie B a little bit, you know. He was kind of finished, but, you know. And then like the Middle East, also not great. You're getting the bag, but you might be able to like, play in the Club World Cup if you sign for one of the larger teams, which tend to be the only clubs that sign, like, real, legit, like, you know, European talent. Then Turkey's kind of, like, right on the edge. So once you're there, it's it's hard to come back from that. It really is. I, I don't know that he will. It's very hard to get called up for the Italian national team when you play in Turkey. Roberto Mancini used to coach Galatasaray. He might call him back up. I don't give a fuck. It doesn't matter. Again, he... The Italian national team does not really need him. Okay, so 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 dispel of that. You're not a most of you are not Roma fans. You're not a you're not a Roma fan. You might be a Milan fan, a Juve fan. You're disappointed that he wasn't added to your you know to your side. He wouldn't have made that big a difference. Here's the interesting thing now. Okay, he's gone to Galatasaray and Maru Icardi's currently there. 
and uh, Wanda's there as well. They're currently together right now. They're they're in one of their their their, their good spells. So, um, you know, if Maru Icardi has half a brain, he'll keep Nicolò Zagnolo away from his wife. And now again, I, I know this is very low brow or very low. This is like this is this is very low hanging fruit here. Okay, yeah, you know, Zagnolo's gonna fuck Icardi's wife. I get it. We've been talking about that for a very long time. But guys, she does like she does get mad at him sometimes and just and just go fuck other young dudes now. Like, it's happened, I think, a couple of times. Like, in the last year. He's done the same thing, and she, like, never forgets. And I think she kind of always wanted a hall pass. I mean, she's done it before with him. Like, with Maxi Lopez, she did it with, with Icardi. She, she, you know, she fucked the younger bad boy. This could happen again. Zaniolo's a real idiot, but he's a bad boy. And I think that's, like, exactly what she likes. So, he's a little ugly, too. She seems to kind of go for that. There was that rapper in Argentina, El Gante. Really skinny, not especially attractive. Very ugly guy. Um, she went for him. So, you know, sometimes a guy could be so ugly that he's kind of hot. That's kind of Zaniolo. Like, he's butt ugly. But he's got big legs. He's got tattoos. Fuck it, you know? He gets a haircut. He gets a fade up. And he can kind of make it work, you know, if he has to. doesn't matter. You just have Riz. You have fucking, you know, you, you have like a way about your walk when you think you're the man. That guy's not a good guy. He's like, he's, he's a real nightmare, man. He's a real diva. You, you do not want that guy in your friend group, probably, right? He's not one of the boys. He's not self-deprecating. He takes himself very seriously. He's, you know, he, he's drinking his own Kool-Aid. You could tell. You could tell. Most of these guys drink their own Kool-Aid. They don't have a fucking sense of humor. Martin Daron from Atalanta. He's cool. He doesn't buy his own bullshit. He's he's fun. He's he's you know, he's one of the dudes. A lot of these Italian fucking footballers. A lot of these footballers everywhere. But a lot of the ones in Italy in particular, where there's a culture of bella figura and. You know, I'm going to hold myself in a certain way and I'm going to wear certain clothing. We're going to go out. We're going to take pictures together. Like that's been around for fucking decades. But now um, I think it's it's definitely uh, it's definitely almost exasperated. Uh, excuse me. It's a it's exacerbated. Uh, fuck that. That's a bad mix up again, Sam. Fucking less than 10 minutes into the episode. But it is what it is. Um it, I think it's kind of exacerbated by social media, but but it's just kind of the root of Italian culture. Like at, at its core, there's a lot of value placed on on aesthetic and um, on shallow things and um, just shallow nature overall. Truly, so in some ways, this is most of Western culture now. But 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 Italy's kind of always had this like weird idea of presenting yourself in a certain way that's always been drilled in and I think a lot of these guys when they're young and they come up and you see this again you do see this in other sports too young hockey players are douchebags too in the NHL a lot of them but but you have a couple of them who who are just just good guys cool guys for the boys I think that definitely exists in football as well but a lot of the guys who have you know gotten capped by the Italian national team very young who have uh, you know, been getting hyped up and they get their dicks sucked literally and figurative, figuratively, right? Figuratively by, by grown men, right? And and literally by by young women. Uh, just, just... Now, again, this is audio, but... Chano la testa grande così. You know, I'm... I'm my, my hands are currently... The big head, you know? They're, 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 my hands are extended in the air right now at 45 degree angles. I'm, I'm forcing them in the air above my above my ears. Big head. Um, it's just what happens. Moist Keen, same thing, you know? Um, it's, it's just about whether you have your head screwed on right. He clearly doesn't. I mean, his father 
His father, we've talked about this before in, in recent weeks, but his father was a footballer. His father was insane. Um, and I know that because he chose to fuck a woman and marry a woman and procreate with a woman like Zaniolo's mother who posts on social media. You don't want to know what a player's mother is or who she looks like. She could be very attractive. You don't want to know that. If a woman is 50 years old and she still feels the need to share, you know, share her, her ass selfies and stuff and, or Belfie, whatever you call it. Is that, is that, no one does that anymore. It was, it was a Belfie back in the day, Kim Kardashian, like the selfie with the butt, but whatever, like, you don't want your mom to be one of the real housewives of New Jersey. You just don't. Because if you if you have that, you're, you're, and this isn't just for footballers, this is everyone. You don't want your mother to be one of the fucking real housewives of New Jersey. You, you just don't. It's, it's, it's bad for business. It's bad for morale. It's, it's, it's not conducive to a, a peaceful upbringing. And, and it kind of like makes you okay with um, engaging with and entertaining other stupid young women like that because there's a lot of really dumb young ladies out there. There's a lot of Wanda Nadas out there. She's actually, to her credit, she's kind of brilliant because she's built an empire. She's built something sustainable. But there's a lot of women that are, you know, that are seeking attention. They were ugly when they were younger. They were fat when they were younger. Hey, the loser has to kiss her. So what do they do? They grow up and, you know, it's like Kill Bill. They're like, hey, you know, I'm going to get them back and I get lip filler and I'm going to hit the gym. Some of them, God bless them, look real good, but they post about it. And I think what a lot of guys want what most people want, what we like, what I like anyway, and I think a lot of you guys too, is you kind of want someone that's really attractive, but who kind of like just keeps it on the low. And it's like sporadic. You're not really sure. Sometimes like, you know, when she looks good in public, it's like, hell yeah, she's mine. She's with me. But also like, you don't want her like posting about that shit, going out with her tits out by herself and like inviting attention. And even if she doesn't like, even if she's not going to do anything, it's like, bitch, what are you doing? What, what, what the fuck? What, what are we doing here? I don't go, you know, I don't, I, I do not, I do not, you know, I do not post, I do not post pictures in my underwear with my bulge. I don't, I don't do it. Per, me, me, I don't do it. You know, um, some guys do people that are doing that are, uh, they're fucked. You know, you do it when you're younger and a lot of people grow out of it. Some people never do. And those people will ruin your family. They will ruin your life. And when you have a, a mother like that, okay. When Zaniolo's mother is that you wind up with, with Chiara Nasti, you know, you understand? You wind up with other women like that. Got a nasty who's now procreated and had a baby with Mattia Zaccani, the big tits, right? But like they're very fake, comically fake. Paula and I saw her in Naples. She does not look, she does not look real. She's like, she, it's comical, you know? The Birkin and the fucking, you know, a, 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 you know, she thinks she's in an American, uh, and God bless her, live her life. But you know, she thinks she's in an American fucking, uh, like, uh, like, what would you call it? Like a fucking Disney movie, you know? She got like a Yorkie or a Chihuahua in a fucking Birkin bag uh, in like a Juicy Couture tracksuit in the summer and shades on inside. It's tough. You, you don't want that. You, you're At that point, you're almost dating a stripper. And the fact is you can't be comfortable. Listen, men, we're all creatures who we, we like aesthetics. We're attracted by aesthetics. That's why we like youth. Um, it's why we like, it's, we, we value looks. Women value looks as well, but they value security. A lot of the looks that they like uh, kind of tie into security, right? So, uh, is his jaw strong, right? So probably, you know, what is what does that indicate? Well, he's a strong man. A lot of subconscious shits going on, but it's not only men that are that are shallow that like aesthetics. So do women, but but you know, it's bred into us, okay? But there's this instinct all the time. There are these women that post for attention, and you have to ignore them. Nope, thoughts. Look away. Look away. And when you're Zaniolo and your mom is one of those people. All you're ever going to do is wind up with destructive women like that. You don't have a good circle around you. You wind up in Turkey at 24, 23, 24. It's, it's what it is. So 
He might like, like there could be no coming back from this now. There could be no coming back from this. And it's a cautionary tale. The reason we're focusing on this right now is because it is a cautionary tale of what could happen if you're just a fucking psycho and you you buy your own bullshit. Um you know, um and it's unique. Like Donnarumma kind of tested Milan for more money, but that was just that was just a contract dispute thing. He's been with the same woman for a very long time. He seems a little bit more like grounded, you know. He seems like a bit of a potato sometimes too, but that's cool. Like he could be, he, he could be one of the boys. You all have a potato in your friend in your friend group, you know. I'm kind of a potato, you know. Like sometimes my girlfriend looks at me, my 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 father, my brother, like, what are you fucking dumb? Like I I just confused, exasperated with exacerbated. Like you know, like I'm a bit of a potato, and that's that's fine. You have a you have a potato in your friend group too. You know what I mean? I don't know what else to call him, like a donkey, like like a patatone, you know, like patat. In Montreal, we because there's like a French twang to all the Italian uh, expressions we use. We think it's an Italian expression, but it's really like a French word that we're saying with an Italian accent. People will say in Laval and you know Saint Leonard, uh, uh, "You're a patat. You're, he's a patat. He's a lemon. He's a patat." You know, like that's okay. Now it's kind of beyond that point. Like if you're a potato, but you don't really know you're a potato, and it's beyond that, and you're not self-aware. That's when you're zagnolo. That's when it gets dangerous. That's when you wind up in Turkey. And you might have fun. You might have a fun ride. You know, um, Turkish girls will 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 uh, you know be something. They'll be new, something fresh. I'm sure they'll they'll be they'll be numerous. You know, and enjoy. But there could be no coming back again. He could be there for six months, but you know, um, I, I, it's it's dicey. It's getting a little dicey now. You think he might be one of those guys that bounces around? Um, you could see him being one of those guys that bounces around. You can see it. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's a pretty succinct, like, breakdown, psychological breakdown of guys like him. Him, but also guys like him. You see it with, with footballers a lot, you know? Those who are grounded, those who are not. I like guys, I, you know, you kind of respect when, when there's a guy who's with a, an attractive woman because we like, you know, we like when... We, we just respect when men are with an, with other attractive women. We we respect that. When your friends have attractive women in their friend group, or like when your friends are dating attractive women, right? That's nice because your friend group is attractive, and it's like you have one, and they have it's it's nice. But we also kind of like when they're when it's not too much, you know. You can get a little work done. You could be stylish. You could be tasteful. You could show off like stomach. That's fine. Cleavage. No, no one gives a shit. But but be be homey. Have a, have a homey vibe about you. You know, have a homey vibe. Um, yeah, like, like, don't give off the energy that really you're, you know, you'll settle for the footballer, you'll settle for me, you'll settle for anyone, but really what you're doing is you're going out hoping that Drake's going to pull you, you know? Like, these women that go out in a restaurant with white pedicures and, like, you know, uh, fake lashes and stuff and, and, and all, try to look, all try to look like Kylie Jenner, right? What they're really doing is they're hoping, right, they're, they're throwing a flare out hoping that, like, Drake will show up. And if not him, then it'll be, like, a lower-scale rapper. Like, you don't want a woman that could maybe go for, like, an unstable rapper who doesn't really speak, you know? <laughs> yeah, fam. Yeah, bro. Like, like, if a woman is kind of enticed by a guy who's always sipping lean or smoking weed, and I, I smoke weed too. Weed's great. But if it's, like, part of his personality and he's, like, always, like, fucking zoned out and some women like that. Some women like face tattoos. They're crazy. They're toxic. They've got they something's wrong. Something's wrong. They could fix themselves, but it's hard. And and you got you gotta kinda let them ruin the dumb guys' lives. And and that's what they're there for. They're there to ruin the lives of guys like Daniolo. And Daniolo's got one kid now and he'll have one by the time he's leaving Turkey. hundred percent. 
or an abortion. I don't, I don't know. Right. I don't know. I don't know. But you know, but all the best, God bless, you know, God bless. Maybe he'll come back a Muslim, <laughs> you know, maybe he'll come back reformed. Zaniolo goes to Turkey and a fucking earthquake fucking happens, kills 15,000 people. There's nothing funny about that, but it's, it's, it's a thing that happened. That might've just been Wanda Nada and fucking Maru Icardi at the top of a fucking penthouse, like having an argument and like she smited, she smited him or something. And it just led to an earth and like an earthquake, like all the way, felt all the way to Aleppo, you know, I don't know. But, um, yeah, Zaniolo was maybe going to sign for Milan. He didn't. Milan lost the derby on the weekend to Inter. Um, not looking good for Milan. They're in free fall right now. Some people are saying it's the worst stretch they've had, like, ever, like, pre-banter era, since the banter era, um, like, since before the banter era. I don't know if that's true. Um, you know, it always feels worse in the moment when you're going through it. You lost a game. Who gives a shit? You know, Inter fans two weeks ago thought they were a fucking mess. Here's the thing. Most clubs are a mess. Here's what I realized. You know why Juve were winning titles left and right for 10 years? It's because they were never a mess. And now they're a mess, so they don't win titles anymore. That's all it is. The reason that other clubs are doing better now is because Juve stopped being good. That's it. That's why Inter won a title. That's why Milan won a title. They did relatively okay, but they've not built dynasties. They've not built empires. They could. They haven't. Napoli could. They could yet. Napoli, by the way, have kind of done that quietly. They, they've always been competitive for the last like five years, like really competitive. A couple of times they've come real fucking close. Um, there was one year, I think it was 2017-18, the first year we did the pod almost five years ago. Juve beat them to a title and it was like neck and neck toward the end of the season. And I think Napoli broke records. I think it was like their highest point total they'd ever gotten in Serie A. They finished second. If Juve aren't Juve, Napoli are title winners. That's it. But when Juve stopped being Juve... It opened the door for everyone else to kind of do well and and just become the big dogs. That's all it is. But um, like every club is kind of always losing. Every, almost every club is always losing. A lot of Juve fans make up the listenership here, and you guys forget about this too. Because listen, if you're if you're like in your twenties, if if you're twenty two years old, okay, from the time you were ten. Juve won almost every fucking title that you've, you know, been watching football for, right? So you forget, most clubs lose all the time. Most of the clubs are not winning titles every year. So that means they're losing games. They're losing a Monza, you know, um, and there are, there are issues. That's it. It's very rare that you have a seamless, perfect season like the one Napoli have had, or, you know, till this day. Apparently, there's like a 98 or 99% chance they're going to win the title now, statistically, according to metrics, whatever the fuck that means. You know, um, that that's rare. That's why you enjoy it when it's happening. Then you got to repeat it. That's where it gets difficult. That's why it's impressive when you see that Juve did it for, you know, 10 years. But uh, yeah, I, what the fuck are you going to say? Listen, purely, purely fucked up, man. I think he started a three at the back and he had Junior Messias playing as a Metzala and he, he didn't have, uh, did he not? I believe he didn't start Leao, right? I mean, fucking weird of course um but you know sometimes that happens and by that i mean again i'm, I'm gonna go back to this expression that i used before sometimes a manager just buys his own bullshit and starts drinking his own kool-aid he overcomplicates things he over philosophizes you don't want to over philosophize um, Pep Guardiola has been known to do that, man. I think in the Champions League final against Chelsea a year or two ago, he fucked around. Like, he always tinkers. And 
it's like it's like he wants to he wants to like win with a signature on it. And I don't know if that's what Pioli was trying to do here. I, I don't know. Weird lineup they ran with. Um weird lineup they ran with. Let me let me pull it up here just just from memory. I don't I don't recall I don't recall it from top to bottom. But let's pull this up here. So Lautaro Martinez 1-0. Um, you know, quietly becoming a one of the more consistently lethal forwards in Europe. 25, I mean, it's a good age. You know, you got to think he's got maybe four years at the fucking top. Um, okay, that's right. He started Origi, Matteo Gabbia, Pierre Kalulu as the center back, Rade Krunic as the guy in the hole. It's a, yeah, it's a little odd. It's a little bit of an odd lineup. A little bit of an odd lineup. Strange to not start Leal. Very, very strange, obviously. Probably their best player, right? But I guess sometimes guys do that. Like, you know you're going to face Inter and play the three the three at the back, so you think, oh, you know, I'll do it as well. I'll, I'll get creative. It's like, bro, I, I don't know. Tinkering can really... The problem is when it doesn't work out, you get caught with your pants down and people say you're going to get fired even though you won a title with a team and you built something and it's like, no, nah, what have you done for them lately? And, and again, I don't know. I don't know. Listen, I don't know how good of a manager Pioli is. I think he's a good manager of men. It seems to be. I mean, the players like him as a tactician. I don't know. I think he's been blessed with a good side. I think that's a credit to management. I think he's managed them well. Most teams, um, you know, most squads overall, not teams, but most squads, most like groups of players have it in them to play well, but you need it brought out of you and Sometimes it just takes the right guy in your ear to whisper to you. It's not really about where you're placed on the field or what he tells you to do on the field. It's just whether he has you in a good headspace or not. I feel like Pioli's done that. He's kept the Milan players in a good headspace over the years. But like I don't know, has he ever you know, has he has he been known to be a great like tactical mind? I don't know. Who even is a great tactical mind? Again, like this Oh, well, at the end of the day, most Managers run very similar systems. I mean, again, Pep Guardiola will sit down and, and talk about, he'll debate stuff. And I, I get it. It's his thing. He, he likes to sit down over, over you know, Iberian ham and wine and discuss stuff. And But at the end of the day, he's, I mean, he's, he's not running a system that's that different to what Klopp has done successfully. Just high, high intensity, you know, win the ball back fucking fluid counterattacks. It's just when you have the players that are able to do it, it becomes easier. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, like, maybe Pioli is just, maybe this is it. Maybe maybe it's run its course. I don't really give a shit about individual results like this. You know, oh, should we sack him? Should we not? I'm just telling you what, what people are saying. People are calling for his head now. They're not happy with the stretch they're in. Currently, they're out of the Champions League Um I'm not, they're not out of the Champions League running, but they're out of the Champions League spots, and that's concerning. I mean, listen, if Juve hadn't been hit with those 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 penalties, it'd be even worse for them. Fuck you. <laughs> Juve, Juve, Juve beat Salernitana on the weekend, or just the other day. It was yesterday, two days ago, a couple days ago. When? Tuesday? So yesterday. Um, I was just laughing when I saw that that game was happening. Like, oh, what games are coming up this weekend? Oh, fuck. It was, I just couldn't help but think, yeah, fucking 
fucking relegation favorites Juve taking on Salernitana, <laughs> you know? Salernitana, Salernitana are probably higher than Juve in the table right now. Are they? Let me look it up. Just confirm. 16th. It's close. So they're, they're below Juve, but it's, it's yeah, it's, it's getting a little dicey now. It's getting a little dicey. That's a big game. Listen, that's the fucking game you got to try to win if you're going to get hit with another 20-point penalty or God knows however many fucking points. It felt like a playout game, you know? What more is there to say about Juve right now, man? I think it's bleak. I think it's going to be bleak for a couple years. I do. I think uh, they're going to get rid of a lot of the a lot of a lot of familiar faces that have been at the club for a while. Apparently, Rabio's maybe going to go. Paredes is not getting re-signed. He hasn't been around for a while, but he's gone. Um, it looks like Cuadrado done over. Um, you know. You got to turn over, you're going to have to turn over a new leaf, man. Because a lot of, listen, a lot of guys might abandon chip too. A lot of the better players might fuck off. And I don't know. I don't, listen. I did say it is a little crazy that the Italian Football Association, the last couple of weeks I've been, I've been rambling about how crazy it is that they're going after the biggest club in the country um, and how it doesn't happen in other countries. Just, you know, just as I'm fucking, just as I'm fucking, thinking I'm making like the best point ever right just as I'm like wrapping up the pod a few days ago I'm like oh this is good this is going to really stand the test of time a couple days later Man City are apparently now getting in real shit too in England I think they're actually in trouble with the Premier League specifically so not the English Football Association which makes a big difference by the way Um, but they're in big trouble because they've basically broken every financial rule that exists like over the last 10 years which you know anyone could have told you including any city fan they kind of knew it and they were like hey it is what it is they shrugged and they're like fuck it you know <laughs> like we we you're not going to take away the titles over the last 10 years i mean and they won't because if, by the way they if this were italy they would have done that they would go back and retroactively remove the titles aguero 2012 gone doesn't count anymore man united one more title it would like in the courts they would have done it in italy they would have they would have just fucking wiped them clean for some reason there's like a desire to be out for blood, man, in Italy. And, and what's going to happen in England, I think, is they're just going to get they're just going to get sanctioned. That's it. I mean, I think the Premier League is going after them because I think the Premier League has their own set of rules or something. I'm not super familiar with what's going on there, but again, not still not the Football Association. I want to make this clear because again, I've been talking about this for a couple of weeks. It's crazy that the Football Association of Italy is going after Juve. I've said this, um, and. I did say I don't think this would happen anywhere else. For this to have happened now in in, in England with Man City, it, it was a little more flagrant, don't you think? Like it was a little bit more of an open secret in the case of Man City, guys. Uh, you know, it was more of a systematic thing over the course of a decade, where like they 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 made up fucking numbers and just pumped uh, pumped oil money into the club. It's a little bit different, oil money or whatever the fuck it is, royal money. Was it Abu Dhabi that owns them? I guess it's just, just money in a royal family. I mean, where do they get it from? It's probably oil. It's all oil money. But it's I, from what I understand, I think it's the Premier League that's going after them. They cannot, uh, they cannot appeal. I think as they have in the past for UEFA sanctions. But but like they've been beating the case for a very long time. They've been running from the case, trying to beat the case for a very long time. In the case of Juve, this is like just stuff that's stuff that is being. Uh, exacerbated, there's that word again, by the FA 
just to make matters worse, to rub salt in the wounds, which is ultimately going to fuck them over and fuck the league over. What I mean by that is, what I mean when I say the FA is exacerbating the situation, what I mean is there's currently a literal legal, like a, a very serious legal case going on, I think, with U of A, right? Um, because of the exchange um, violations, I guess, or whatever you'd call it, infringement on um, certain laws that you have to adhere to as a publicly traded company, like serious, serious stuff, like like stock manipulation is what they're being accused of. That's real. That's that's a whole thing going on. I get like the the courts, the legal courts don't don't care about um, how you got through the hard period in COVID to stay afloat as a football club. They, they don't care about that. It's This is about stock manipulation. It's a little bit different. So to be clear, Juve's already got a whole lot going on. They're in a heap of trouble. It's a real fucking headache. It's a real battle that they're having to go through. For the FA to now come over the top and say, because you did this, we're punishing you. No, it, you guys, you guys don't have the fucking authority to do this. I mean, I guess you can. I mean, you're... Because because you're the law, you could do anything. Like this is your little empire you run. You run Italian football. You could do whatever you want. You could smite anyone that you please, but that you you know anyone as you see fit as you please. But it's not necessary to levy further punishment against the club when they're going through legal shit in the actual in the actual you know federal courts. It's a little bit different. I think it's the federal court in Rome or Milan or whatever the fuck. The, the, what do they call it? The, um, they don't call it the DA in Italy. They call it something else. Something's office. Whatever. Who gives a shit? So, that's, so again, that, that's still the FA in Italy being a farmer fucking organization. That's still, that, listen, Gabriele Gravina, the president of the VGC, needs to be questioned over this. You're, I saw a tweet about this. I don't remember who it was from, but it's a good point. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pickpocket this, but... Um, it's not that far off from shit I've said before, but but an additional variable that I hadn't considered is, which I almost forgot about, is Italy have missed two World Cups in a row. You've missed two fucking World Cups in a row as one of the most prominent footballing countries in the world, with one of the strongest leagues in the world. You missed two World Cups in a row. Two. And the president of the federation is going after the largest clubs in the country? What are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? You trying to make it three? Because that's what you're doing. That's what you're doing. And in, 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 listen, in Spain, Barcelona and Madrid get away with more because they bring more to the league. That's it. It's how it is. It's just the way that it fucking works. You need to provide value. If you are able to, to all systems are corrupt. Guys, all systems, okay, everywhere are corruptible. If you're able to provide value to someone, they're willing to cut you uh, a deal sometimes. So so to, to kind of just pretend that that doesn't exist in Italy is fucking stupid. By the way, it wouldn't be good if they doxed Napoli either. It, would, it wouldn't affect the league as much, to be honest. I know Napoli fans won't want to hear that. It, like, it would be terrible for the league as, you know, as a... For the vibe of the league, it wouldn't be good for, for, for the culture um, of Italian football. I don't even think it's good that Parma are in Serie B. It's kind of nice when, like, old clubs that, that people have an affinity for are in Serie A, you know, in some of the larger cities. You know, Palermo should be in Serie A, ideally. Like, if you could build Serie A in such a way that the largest clubs in the country are in the league, you would have Palermo there. 
you would have, you know, you would have uh, Parma there. You would. You would have fucking, you, you would probably have to bring like, you'd bring Genoa back, obviously. Um, I mean, yeah, Cagliari. You want them. You want them instead of Salernitana, unfortunately. Now, nobody get the way this works is if you, if you suck, you go down. If you do well, you come up, and you could you could change your fate. Like Sassuolo did that. They're kind of a mainstay now. They don't appear to be going down anytime soon, and they built a really good infrastructure. They could stay up forever. Like if they stay up for thirty years, they could build a fan base. They could build a culture. You might get some more fans, of, you know, from 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 abroad, and they could maybe go on a run. They could go into the Champions League at some point a couple times. Um, that's you know. That's possible, but you have to you have to understand that there are some clubs that are kind of grandfathered into like the fabric of Italian football. It's just just what it is. And again, history could change over time. Sassuolo might be in the process of doing that, but it takes longevity. So Napoli have done that. So obviously you you want them in the league, but it it, it wouldn't be as crippling if they were gone for a year or two. It wouldn't fucking matter. Honestly, you would not feel it as much. You would not. It wouldn't be fun for those fans, but it wouldn't fuck over the league as much. If Barcelona is not in La Liga, it's bad news. It's bad news. If Man United is not in the English Premier League, it's bad news. It's just what it is. You ha- you kind of have to be cognizant of that, bro. The clubs are your friends. They're your friends. They're the important. They're maybe the most important part of the ecosystem. All the clubs, all the city yacht clubs. You want to support football throughout the country, okay? You want to support sixth-tier football? You need Juventus to, uh, you know, it's good when Juventus makes a Champions League final. Let's put it that way. There's a trickle-down effect. It's good for the, it's good for the league, so on and so forth. Um, yeah, I mean, at a certain point, obviously, you, you stop feeling it. Maybe the sixth, the sixth tier is a bit of an exaggeration, all right? But... Like maybe not that much of an exaggeration. I mean, if you look at England, you have great football and infrastructure, and 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 um, by great football, I mean like the quality of football. I mean it's kind of shit when you get down a few divisions, but it's pro football. The the players, you know, don't have to work second jobs. You know, they're full time footballers. They have these. They make decent livings. The infrastructure is good. I mean, like the physical infrastructure. Again, a lot of it's old, but it's charming. It's got its it's got its merits, and and. People in local towns like going to those clubs. There's a good, healthy footballing ecosystem in England that goes down in many divisions. And I think that's like a trickle-down effect of the Premier League. I think. I think it benefits the entire league. I think the championship um, benefits from it as well because when clubs come up, you know, and go back down to the championship, they're, they're you know, they, they've got, some of them have a little bit more cash in their coffers. It, it pushes the whole league up. So it, it could. It could be good for the entirety of Italian football if, Serie A were were the biggest league in the world. You would think that like third division football in Italy might be a little bit more interesting or it might garner more interest worldwide if, you know, 10 times as many people watched Italian Serie A, right? The, the top flight. So I don't know, but, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do, bro? It's again... Th- they are God. This is their little. This is their little fucking world. This is their little universe that they've created. That you know they're coming for you right now. They can come for your club too, and they will. They might. They might be stupid enough to do it. They just might. 
it could be a vindictive thing against Juve in particular. I don't really know why that might be. I, I'm just saying it's hypothetically possible. I'm not trying to be the conspiracy guy. I'm saying it's hypothetically possible that they're just going after Juve. But but do you think the buck will stop there? Because it, it rarely does. And it's like, what to what end is all of this? What are they pursuing? What goals are they pursuing? Clean calcio? Again, we've talked about this. It doesn't exist. Clean calcio, bro. Like, whatever. You know? There's a guy in Montreal, okay, who just bought a piece of, of Campo Basso. You would assume that, like most people in Montreal, he's got family from Molise. If you asked him, he'll say, my family's from Campo Basso. He may or may not know what Molise is. If he does, good for him. If not, whatever. All right, okay. He could be from Boyano, but he's in his mind, he's from Campo Basso. Whatever, doesn't matter. This man bought a stake in a third or fourth tier club, and it's, you know, it's made like local news here. Eh, good for him. Hey, good for you, Joe. Whatever the fuck his name is. Hey, I'm happy for you, Sal. Look at him. He's living his dream. Like, okay, but, but, but. Man, like, like, there's a reason why everyone who does that, why every little story, every little story of a little guy getting involved—not little. I mean, they—they're not little men. They've—they've they've all fucking done well usually in order to be able to, to buy a stake in a club. But what tends to happen is you have these like affluent, you know, Italian, Canadian, Italian American, Italian expats, whatever kids of Italian expats, who again are are affluent. They're they're successful in business and they have a little scratch and they say. I'm going to get involved with Italian football. There's a reason why they get um, scared off, why the love of the sport kind of dies off for them after a couple of years, and they all wind up like rocking in the fetal position in the corner with a fucking thumb in their mouth after a couple of years, after they've seen some shit. Because it ain't for you. It ain't for everyone. It's it's not for most people. It's for criminals. It's 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 not for the good... You know, the good-spirited, everyday guy. Guys, Mike Piazza fucking tried buying a club in the third tier. He tried buying Reggiana. Not Regina, Reggiana and Reggio Emilia. Basically, guys, by the way, that club's never coming back because, like, there are old men who like that club, unfortunately. I mean, sad for those people. I think the club got phoenixed, and I don't know where they are now. If they're in, like, Serie D, Eccellenza, fucking third tier by now. I don't, I don't know where they're at. Um... Could be facing off against fucking Chris Italia's future club Trapani and City D, bro. I don't know. Like it's it's bad, but but people in that area have kind of now turned to Sassuolo. Sassuolo playing in their stadium. They cucked them. They cucked them out of their stadium in in Reggio Emilia. Like Sassuolo is a fucking little small town near Reggio Emilia. It's in that same region. Um, you know, if you're if if you're a footballer for Sassuolo, I think Raspadori's girlfriend is from Reggio Emilia. You you will wind up like the hot girls probably all live in Reggio Emilia. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? So um, it's the big town. That club is gone. Dead. Over. Because Mike Piazza, a fucking baseball catcher, decided that his retirement project was going to be to buy a football club in Italy. And he, he he killed it. He ran it into the ground. It's over. It's done. Bankrupt. And, and he's done. He hasn't recovered from it since. I haven't heard his name in like three years. It's over. Um, that's Italian football. You can't just fucking come in. Good on Rocco Camiso for still being around, by the way. We rip on him a lot. It's funny to hear him speak. He's got the Calabrese American accent. I know. Okay. But, but, uh, and then he'll say, he'll say, allora, no, here, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. Ma, spiegami perché la Juve, eh, questa cosa, questa cosa si risolve con la Juventus. So, uh, anyway, uh, allora, like he kind of like stumbles through Italian and he'll like use, um, 
like English sequiturs, kind of like your father, if you're an Italian listener, kind of like your father probably does with your grandfather. You, you know what I mean? Like, or kind of like you do with your you, with your family, whatever. Like you've heard, if you're not Italian and you're listening to this and you live in an area where there are wobs, listen, listen, if you ever like, if you ever hear people speaking what you think is Italian, compare it to like what you'll hear on Rai during the Sanremo festival. Okay, it's not the same. They throw in English sequiturs. So, you know, like there's a little bit of that. Rocco Comiso does that. It's funny. But again, credit to him. The point is credit to him for still being alive, man, and still being kicking and, and carving out something in Italian football. I think he's kind of realized he's got to get into the mud, and that's that's good. Good on him. He, he's he's realized, he's seen the light. He's realized what he's got to do. It's very hard for a lot of guys to get to that point. Um, You know, it's very hard. For, it's very hard. I wish all the best to that guy from Montreal. He's going to die in a couple years. Like like inside, like he may still be alive and breathing. I'm not saying he, I'm not saying he, he will die if he does. Well, it's not because I said it. Fucking don't come after me, Jesus Christ. I don't know, but but it, he'll be dead inside if he gets too involved. If he gets too involved, if he cares about his money, he, he's done. Let me give you an example. I told my mom to invest in Dogecoin right before Elon Musk went on SNL because she was pestering me about it. And I said, fuck it. Are you happy to lose this money? Are you okay with never seeing this money? Are you okay with fucking lighting it on fire, burning it, and never seeing it for the rest of the time? She said, sure. And then, you know, he went on SNL and said to the moon, but it's a side hustle and it started tanking. He started fucking selling it off. He was probably pumping and dumping it low key, whatever. And now it's worth like like 20% of what it is. And my mom's lost like almost all the money and she's mad sometimes. She like, well, she's mad all the time about it, but sometimes she'll like become more like conscious of it. Like it's always in her subconscious, but sometimes she'll be like, oh, uh, fuck that really, Jesus Christ, I'm never seeing that money again. Fuck, I lost that money. And I tell her, well, you haven't. Not until you sell, but are, are you comfortable waiting like forever? Are you comfortable with it going to zero? She says, yes. I say, okay, then good. Because one day the meme couldn't, like the meme will probably never die. In four years, it could come back and you could just double your money out of nowhere and you'll be like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna go on vacation now. Whatever, fuck it, great. You know, you have to be okay with burning that investment. And if that guy's not, and I don't think he is, if he thinks he's gonna get something on it, I don't know him personally. I could probably find out who he is. I could probably get him on the pod. Maybe I will. I don't know if this is really like his speed. But maybe a little intense. I mean, he's going to do no research into it. Probably he's going to come on thinking it's about Italian football. And we're going to start talking about penises and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> which, is, which is a weird way to. <laughs> well, I should have said genitalia. Penis. What the fuck? I just thought Cox was too aggressive there. And my brain just like shifted last second of penises. But I don't know. We probably wouldn't talk about dicks. But like, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll probably wind up talking about fucking like. I'm going to, I'm going to try to like. Tell him, hey, fucking people are real stupid here. Right? All thinking that they're from Campo Basso, aren't you? Like, aren't they? You know? And he's gonna be like, oh, this is not what I signed up for. What the fuck? Like, what, what are you doing here? Or he'll be like, I'm from Campo Basso. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, but are you? Yeah, I'm Campo Basan. I tell people all the time, and I'll be like, oh no, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna realize live in real time, this guy's insane. He doesn't know shit. Maybe it'd be funny. I'll just get him on and not like, <laughs> just a big inside joke. It's a big fucking inside joke where he looks like a fucking jackass, but like I'm kind of like, like dragging him without him realizing. It's kind of I don't know. It's kind of it's a bit of a dick move. I think I might just let the guy lose his money in silence, you know. And God, God bless him. Hopefully he doesn't. Hopefully Campo Basso can go up to Serie A. Hopefully Campo Basso can get up to Serie A one day. Maybe they can play in a conference league. I don't. I don't know. I don't really know. You know. I'm encouraging Chris Italia to do the same thing, guys. He thinks it's all going to work out. 
I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know. I've warned him about it. I want the guy to do well. I like the guy a lot. You know, he's a good guy. He's good to me. I, I love him. He's a really good soul. I don't want him to die inside. I don't want him to die. I don't, you know, I, I don't want him to die on the outside either. I'd like it if he could, you know, keep keep doing his, uh, you know, keep 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 going to fucking camp and and and, and sucking back crustaceans and losing thirty pounds a year until he gets to a you know a, a better spot. You know, I want him to I want him to live live happily and healthily in all facets of life. I don't want him to take on the stress of running a Sicilian football club, but it's what he wants to do. God, God bless him. You gotta let him do it. You gotta let him run. Maybe it'll all fucking work out. You got to be willing to get into the mud. I like Chris because he gets into the mud sometimes. He might just have it in him. But the guy from Montreal who's like a pharmacist, you know, or whatever the fuck. What's he made his money in? Garments probably, you know. What? Like snow removal? That guy's going to do like, that guy's going to that guy's gonna do well, like sticking with it. You know, maybe he will. If he's, it depends what business he's in. If he's in snow removal or something here, you know. Or like filling in potholes, as you know, getting contracts. It's a dirty fucking business. Maybe he will, maybe he will be well equipped, to, you know, for for that world. I don't even know if he's a silent investor in this or not, but it's dirty. It's a dirty fucking world. Italian football is, and you need to be willing to kind of get into the the muck. Um, and if you do, if you're willing to, then I'll bet on you. If not, it, it's tough. It's tougher. Yeah, man. Guys, I think this whole bit of me going in goal, uh, it's run its course. It's gone too far now. Guys, I'm because I'm now the de facto goalkeeper on my club. Any time, my club, my fucking beer league team, whatever, any team I'm playing on, I'm the guy who has to go on goal now when he doesn't want to, when the goalkeeper decides to not show up. And the goalkeeper doesn't show up sometimes now because he's like, ah, we got a backup. We got Sam. He doesn't feel the same responsibility. So, I, dude, like, I feel like, like, like I'm. I'm Batman. I'm putting on like the Batman fucking suit, you know, every time I lace up and go and it's like, I want to be done. I don't want to keep fighting crime in Gotham, but I, by God, here I am, you know, doing my thing and yelling at players at the back and it's like a tortured position. I'm like, oh, stop fucking, fucking back post, back post, back post, you know, cape. I'm losing my mind. Like, shut up, get away. Fucking hit your run diagonal 45 degrees. Hit the fucking run. Move. I'll find you, you know. I was losing my mind the other day playing in goal in my fucking seven-a-side league, bro. You know? Like, because my, my my forwards weren't making 45-degree runs on the goal kicks every time I'd have to put it long, and I was losing my fucking mind on them. And I'm, the, the, I think the bit's gone on too long now, guys. I think it's run its course. I do. I think um, I'm paying the price for this. I'm too sturdy. I'm not going to say I'm too good in goal. I'm just too stable. It's weird. I'm like the perfect goalkeeper to not always be a full-time goalkeeper because I'm long. Uh, I'm not too short, you know, uh, so I can just make it work. And I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I got the feet of a guy who's played his whole life out, you know. I've got the poise of a defender with the ball. My hands are okay. They're not very good. I don't push the ball out as much as I should. I have bad habits, but I have good reflexes. Just enough for you to be like, ah, Sam can play. I really, I I fucked myself over. I played myself on that one, guys. I don't know. I don't have a larger point. It's just something I was thinking about. A little bit of a pivot there, but I don't know. Just a little update, like a little life update. Because like, and I don't, I think I've made this clear on the pod, but in case I haven't, I, I never played a matching goal beyond like when I was a, you know, 
probably a preteen. Okay, I have not played a match. I had not played a match in gold until the year 2021. Then I played uh, an entire season in gold, and and I lied about it and said yes, I'm a goalkeeper, and I and I and I sold the lie because I got good. I trained, and I. It's weird. Um, I kind of proved my point that goalkeepers aren't really all that. We might have to do something with this one day. I mean, I know you guys have been hearing this story for like two years now almost, but like I feel like there's something here. Like like I feel like this will come up on a pod sometime. I feel like that's just I feel like that's something that more people could could appreciate. Like just 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 fucking goalkeepers aren't really goalkeepers aren't all that. They're crazy, but like bro, like anyone could do it. You could do it. I I did it. You could do it. Like fuck you. You know what do you what do you think you're special? Fuck. Like I'll fucking replace you in three months. You know. I'll give you a run for your money. I'll make you sweat. I'll make you, I'll, I'll train you well. You know, we'll be good like training partners. And ultimately, maybe you'll make the better decisions in, in goal. You've been doing it for fucking 10 years, but 15 years, 20 years. But, but, you know, I'll get there and it'll be real hard to tell who's the real one. Like from the layman's perspective, you know, just, just, it's just, just a little piece of advice. Like, like you can't go and goal, by the way. So you think I'm going to go and goal with my Sunday league team. No, you still can't. You don't, you don't know what you're doing. You will be lost. But if you like, Get yourself in the headspace of like, I will train and I will, if you, if you play before, you have a bit of an idea. You kind of, it's like languages. You got to be able to pick it up. You know, some people just pick up languages. What well, you got to be able to know. This is where you got to be in the goal. If you're one of those guys, listen, not everyone's one of those guys. I happen to be one of those guys. If you, you could be that guy. There could be a lot of them out there. I think a lot of people, if you are that guy could just pick it up too. That's my point. But no. Um, you see a lot of weird things when you're in goal too, because you're like looking out at the play in front of you. Everything is happening before you. There's nothing going on behind you. Miss nothing. So you know how like when you're in the heat of a match, you think a tackle is bad and you think you got fucked over. Ref, what the fuck? How did you not, you know, how did you not call that? But from my perspective, I see everything and I'm like, nope, that was a good challenge. And I've noticed that a lot of guys I play with are like, they're mentally soft. And I told them after the game, I was like, guys, you guys need to be a little bit more hard. Uh, like, like, like not, not hard in the challenge. I mean that too, but I mean like just, just mentally, just stay hard, stay harder. Like, like just harden your mentality such that when you get into the game, nothing that happens phases you and you, you're effectively playing a character. When you play football, it doesn't matter if it's seven aside. It doesn't matter if it's five aside. It doesn't matter if it's for a fucking organized club. You need to be a madman. You need to get into a psychotic place where you take the pitch and you're the undertaker. You're a character. It's like WWE. You're not you. So you're doing shit that's pissing off the opponent. You're whispering stuff to him. You're like elbowing him a little bit. And you're like saying obscene, terrible, nasty things to him. And he goes, what'd you say? And you say, fuck you. I didn't say that. And you like gaslight him. You have to do that. And you kind of have to make him think he's crazy. You fucking tackle the guy real hard. He's like, what the fuck? And you go, oh, pardon, 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 pardon. I'm sorry. You, you know, give him a hand. You go to the ref. You say, sorry, sorry. My bad, my bad, my bad. Two hands up. And it's like, you do it again. You do it again. And you get in a guy's face and you say, what the fuck did you say? And you try to, you try to egg him on, get him to like headbutt you a little bit, you know, and uh, go down. Hold your nose. You have to do that. You have to get into the shithousery. You have to get into the fucking mud. Always, in all things in life, guys, get into the mud. That's just a rule of thumb. Get into the mud in politics, in Italian football, in business, in football. Get into the mud. And a lot of guys on my team don't do that well enough. And I'm worried that we won't win the championship for a second year in a row now this year because when we play the Ivorians, when we play the Africans, they might get in our heads. But last time we beat the Ivorians in the final because they... They capitulated mentally. It was it was not good, but it's at a point now where I feel like that could be us too. I don't know if we're like a legion of guys who are completely, fully, always in control, one hundred percent of the time. That's problematic. I don't know what's going to happen, but 
I'm trying to get them to be a little bit more psychotic. And they look at me like I'm insane. They're like, well, what's your problem, bro? Like, what the fuck? Like, what are you, nuts? You a sociopath? You could just do that? You flip a switch? I'm like, yes, you have to. You have to. And they think I'm nuts. When I'm like going up against fucking other players and I'm talking shit to them, you never talk shit to the ref. You talk shit to other players because you will never get in trouble for calling a player anything really. If you call a player the end bomb now, you're done. That'll happen because racism now, whatever, right? You're banned, you're banned in the league for racism. By the way, um, Genaletti, he could tell you guys this. I'll, I'll have to ask him this if I think to on a pod in the future. If I think to, I don't know if I will. But, but um, oh fuck, I might just annotate this. I'll ask. Okay, I'm gonna drive you guys nuts. I'm gonna ask Nick. Then I'm gonna try to make a note to. I just made a note. I'm gonna try to remember to bring this up with Nick the next time he's on the pod. But basically, like, because I want him to tell this because it'll just be better. Um, if he tells it, he deserves to tell it as it happened. Because we've seen some stories from fucking seven aside leagues and shit that that that, that are just nuts. Like the, so I, I won't again. I, I'll give the executive summary. Basically, like up until a few years ago, there were guys in Laval, in the fucking in this total campo, the the seven aside fucking league in the scumbag WAP area in Laval. It was just an an entirely Italian fucking like beer league, um, where like. It, Guys would just be fully racist to other to other guys, like to like the one Haitian guy. Like guys would be fully openly racist, and <laughs> like it's not funny, but it kind of is because they're these fucking these fucking these fucking donkeys who can't speak a fucking language properly. They kind of claim to understand three, but they understand none of them, and it's like <laughs> they're speaking him in broken French, calling him fucking terrible names. Like anyway. So you'll get in trouble for like saying the N-word, okay, on the field. But generally, you're not going to get in trouble. The point is, you're not going to get in trouble for saying anything to a player on the other team. Never. You never fucking will. Uh, you could tell them to go fuck off. You could tell them to suck your dick. That, that's fine. The ref might intervene and say, hey, ma hey man, guy, like, take it easy. He might give you a warning, but he will not give you a red card. He will not send you off for that shit. What might happen if you tell a guy to suck your dick or tell a guy, you know, fuck your sister's twat or something... Uh, and again, these aren't nice things to say. You pick your you pick your moments, right? But if the if the if the opportunity's there, if the guy's kind of on edge and he initiates it, you gotta kind of roll with it a little bit sometimes. And then when it's done, it's done. You shake his hand, and he he thinks you're a piece of shit. But but you know, I don't know. Maybe that's too intense for Saturday league soccer, where guys are like, "Hey, listen, we all have a job. We all just want to be respectful, man." Like there is a little bit of that. I do have that instinct, but sometimes you gotta get into the mud. I'm not saying say your sister's twat to a guy in a fucking Sunday league, but but. There could be a there could be a moment where you say it. The thing you should do is you just get into a guy's face and say, "What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do?" My teammates. The point is, my teammates don't think I'm in control. They don't realize that I'm trying to egg the guy on. Always, you always have to suck the guy in. Sergio Ramos, you have to go full Sergio Ramos at all times. The problem with him was he was actually unhinged. You can never be unhinged. You need to always be stoic, but you need to drive other guys crazy in the process. Uh, you do. It's kind of the. Um, that, that never goes away. That never really stops. But, you know, I have heard stories about, like, men in over 35 leagues who do that. And I think it's it gets a little old. I think it loses its charm a little bit. Because I'm just saying it out loud now. I'm speaking it out loud for the first time. like, And I'm realizing that for a 25-year-old man to say this, it, it does come off as a little, like, what the fuck? It, 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 is, it is a little insane. It's like, bro, you're in a fucking basement in your parents' house right now. Fucking, like, in your, what? Like... What are you taking Sunday League Soccer so seriously, bro? What the fuck? Are you on PEDs? Like, you're on PEDs? What? I'm hearing it now. I don't know. Maybe it's not good. Maybe I should reconsider that now that I'm thinking. I don't know. 
<laughs> like I'm just I'm talking to myself here. Like this is I'm talking to you guys and I'm completely unchecked. I'm completely unchecked. I need I Yeah, I need like supervision. I need like fucking like like just a sane uh, mind to bounce ideas off of on on the pot, you know. Um anyway, I want to wrap on this, guys. Did you guys see um Did you guys see that Chiara Ferrandi was at Sanremo yesterday? Um, for the opening day of Sanremo. So Sanremo's going on this week, the Sanremo Music Festival, which grants entry to Eurovision, um, as all of you guys probably know or have, have heard of. Whatever. It's like the oldest running, I think, TV show in the world. It's certainly the oldest musical competition in the world. I think it, I think it was first run in the 50s. So Chiara Ferrani, Fedez's wife, who's like a blogger and model, and she's famous now, but she's like, she's just real thick in the head. Like, she's just not very, um, hmm. I think she's she's got a high level of intelligence in the field in which she operates, which is social media, marketing, and fashion, and so on. She gets it. But as a human being, I don't know that she's especially brilliant. And that's fine. Most people aren't brilliant. Most people aren't brilliant. But, but what you tend to get, it's the theme of the episode. I would entitle it this, but I feel like any title that is not to do with Italian football doesn't seem to do as well for some reason. But... but I might just do it, I, or I may not, I don't know, but but she, she's drinking her own Kool-Aid. Um, when you drink your own Kool-Aid, you start to think you're more important or self-important than you are, you know, or you become self-important, you think you're more important than you are, you're more brilliant than you are, it's dangerous. And um, I, I, I mean, I, I think she's capitulated, guys, I think she's officially lost her fucking mind. So this woman, this woman, and again, if you don't know who she is, just look her up, Chiara Ferrani. You probably know who the fuck she is. She has a, she has a, a an Amazon Prime documentary with her husband, who's a rapper, a very good rapper with Fedez, whose whose music has been on the show before. Um, and I watched it with Paula, and uh, it was not good. It was not a good show. It was a really, like, really dull show, really cringy. Um, not good. And she has a huge following, and I think she posts in English a lot, and I think there are a lot of English speakers that like her, so I think the show might have kind of appealed to them more than Italians, because Italians are like, fuck these people, you know? Fuck these fucking socialites, you know? It's kind of like a lot of Irish people kind of hate you too, apparently, because they see them as being, like, pretentious cunts, you know, with their philanthropy and shit. I don't know, it's really just one Irish guy who told me that his mother hates you too because she thinks they're full of shit. But I feel like I feel like that's probably a sentiment that's shared by a lot of other Irish people. Just it just is. I don't know why. I feel like people distrust um like pop culture figures in their own country. I've noticed that. Many people. Some people adore them and that's I mean that's why they're pop culture figures, but I think a lot of the masses tend to like be like, come on, who who are you? So this woman, so Chiara Ferrani at the festival, at Sanremo, Chiara Ferrani, the opening night, kicked off wearing a dress that was completely see-through. She had no bra on. 
her tits are out, guys. I mean, they're out. Like, and it's on YouTube. You could watch this. Um, it was on Italian television, guys. It was on broadcast TV. And here's the thing. Like, so, so her whole thing was, her whole thing with this was, I'm an empowered woman. And just because I'm a mother now doesn't mean I can't do crazy things. And doesn't mean I can't go out with my tits uh, showing with my bit bits fucking uh, peeping through. And, and we all got to pretend like this is normal. The host, Amadeus, is like, yes, you, you, you didn't even acknowledge it. Just This is Chiara Ferrandi. She's a brilliant woman. It's like, bro. So she basically got up on stage and read like a 10-minute monologue. I don't even know what this was. She read like a speech. Um, it was basically like, like a text she wrote. It was like a letter she wrote to herself when she was younger. It's like, dear young Chiara, you will grow up to become this great person and you'll still doubt yourself, but you got to power through. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? You're a, rec you're, you're a rich uh, socialite and businesswoman uh, who, who's one of the most prominent women in Italy now and, and you're and you're talking about how hard your life is and, and yeah I don't I don't I'm sure I'm sure that I'm sure it's hard to be famous and have um attention I'm sure that yields problems um I'm the problems she doesn't have are problems that other people have right so and the problems that she does have are problems that other people don't have for example if you're a plumber's wife and you don't work and you have like a kid with a fucking you know with a, with a physical handicap who's in a wheelchair, your life is tough too. Like, I think people deal with different shit. She deals with shit. Okay. But so then she she comes up and pon pontificates, right? About how, uh, you know, it's fucked up how uh, when women go off to work, they're seen as bad mothers, but fathers can do it all the time and it's not seen as weird. It's like, well, uh, you know, shit like that, right? She's pontificating. She's got her tits out. And it's like, first of all, my, my immediate thought is, this is Silvio Berlusconi. Uh, television. This is this is this has Silvio Berlusconi's name written all over it, guys. This is Silvio Berlusconi TV, but it's now on mainstream TV. This happened in the eighties, right? Uh, a little bit more, um, I think. Like it wasn't like uh, once in a while someone will make a statement and they'll go out with their tits. No, like this was every fucking night on Mediaset in like the eighties. It was like really trash TV that Silvio Berlusconi ran, uh, created, and, and and I think, I don't know if he curated the content of it, but I think he wanted it made in his image. And it was like Italian showgirls in the disco era and, you know, sexualized stuff. And we're gonna, you know, we're gonna throw whipped cream on this woman's, on this woman's tits. And she just has like fucking, you know, she has like a, like a fucking, like a piece of capicolo covering it and whatever. That's a, I mean that that would be if it was happening in New Jersey. What the fuck? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. It was, it was, it was raunchy. Whatever. Um. You just have these like old men like standing on stage smoking cigarettes, like staring at these models who are like half naked. You know that was media set, and like now that's permeated Italian culture to the point that on the Rai, on the nationally funded television network, this is like this is happening, and and it's acceptable. So so. How do I put this? Okay, so. I feel like I'm all over the place with this one. I feel like I'm not doing a great job of describing exactly what happened. Okay. I'm too frantic, man. I'm 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 rambling. I'm rambling cuz this gets me fired up. Let's keep this real simple, okay? Rich famous woman gives speech at um a very prominent event. The largest television event in Italian uh, culture, right? It's the opening night. So millions of people are watching this, like tens, probably tens of millions of people. I think 16 million people are watching this last night. She goes up on stage with her tits out and gives a speech about how she's an empowered woman and how she could do whatever she wants with her body 
and so on and so forth. And she tells young Kiara, hey, when you grow up, don't let anyone tell you what to do. You'll always doubt yourself and you'll always wonder, are you enough? Just know you're beautiful. So go out with your tits out, basically, is what I can, I guess is kind of the takeaway there, right? So Chiara Ferrani giving a speech uh, written by Chiara Ferrani to young Chiara Ferrani about how hard life is as Chiara Ferrani. And um, for some reason, this is being pushed on us at a music festival. I, I don't know why. I still don't understand why this happened. I don't I don't know why she gave a speech. I don't know what message we're trying to push. It did feel a little Black Mirror dystopian future. Like we're all kind of like celebrating, like we're all clapping for this, right? Like, oh, look at her. She's brilliant. And it's like, <laughs> the emperor has no clothes. Literally. What are you doing? And that's the thing. Women could go out on TV now and bring their tits, you know, to, to the, bring, you know, Bring out their tits, whatever, whatever the fuck. This, this is in English. Women could go on TV now and pull out their tits, show their tits, show their nipples. You could see them, okay? You could see her little fucking tits um, and, and and be like, I'm empowered. And men are like, woo, yeah, you are. Woo, yeah, do it. Yeah, you know? And Berlusconi's fucking rubbing his hands, licking his lips, saying, look what I've done. I won. I fucking won the culture war. And men are like, yeah, all right, you're empowered. Fucking, yeah, we're empowered fucking beaten off fuck we're empowered we're empowered our women are empowered yes they go out with their tits out and we're fucking happy because we get to see tits all the time bro we broke the matrix the men have won you think you're empowered bro the most empowering thing that a woman could do is to leave like a little bit to the imagination you know what i mean so you're dressed sexily scantily maybe but how you know, ooh, my, my dress might fly up, but it's not. You don't see it. That's why no one respects porn stars or strippers. It's because you see it. It's it's for sale. You don't respect a girl on OnlyFans generally because it's for sale for six ninety nine a month, right? So, um, the ones you never see. That's that's a little more mysterious. That that's that's sexy, right? So, um, one of her points that she's making is how, again, it's fucked up. You know, I got to travel for business. I, I, I do shit, you know? it's So clearly this woman feels bad about leaving her two children. I think she has two children. She feels very bad about leaving them for work, whatever. She goes to Barcelona, Paris, goes to Fashion Week, this and that. And she feels bad about it, clearly. And she's trying to, you know, say, hey, young Chiara, don't feel bad about it. Do it. You know, do whatever you want. It's like, okay, but part of having kids is you kind of have to become more selfless. That's the whole fucking point. You you have children and you can't live anywhere. That's why I don't want kids right now. That's why I want kids one day. I want to set myself up so that I can have kids one day. And it's like, I'll be selfish right now. I'll be selfish right now. Try to make something work for myself. Build something. Be ruthless. Make it fucking work. And then once I'm settled in and I know, okay, what's, what's happening here? I got a little more stability. Now you bring kids into the world. And then you can kind of like, raise them with with the attention that they deserve and i'm not suggesting that she doesn't do that i'm sure she loves her children but let's not pretend it's ideal that your father's a rapper and your mother's a business you know a business mogul who goes out with her tits in public on the fucking largest tv station in italy and then just travels all the fucking time and you're raised by a nanny or your grandparents listen a lot of people are raised by their grandparents i was raised not really by my grand. i was raised by my parents but you know they'd be working sometimes and my grandparents would pick me up a lot of you guys did that as well right uh, you'd have like an aunt that picks you up or whatever, like a cousin or something. There's nothing wrong with having like like parental figures. But to pretend that this is good, like I'm setting a good example for my kids. You're not setting a bad example for your kids necessarily by working, okay? But listen, man, uh, her kids are screwed. Her kids are screwed. I mean, I, I don't want to be the one to say it, but you think those two fucking kids aren't going to do coke by the time they're fucking 17 years old? They're never going to fucking try drugs?
And again, a lot of kids try drugs. I get it. But but a lot of fucking rich kids do in particular because you know they're neglected by their parents or their parents are fucking they're off doing other crazy shit. They're 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 reckless people. They're and you need these crazy people because they create stuff. They're fun. But but again, to have a rapper as your father is probably not ideal. I, I'm happier with my father who's not a rapper. You know. Now again. I live at home. I'm 25. I guarantee you that that fucking kid, okay, is not going to live at home when he's 25. He won't. To his credit, he will not. Now, again, his parents are fucking loaded, like way more than almost anyone on earth, right? Most people, right? Like, like by and large, the entire, the entire Western world, they're in like the top 1%. Good for them. Okay, great. Fantastic. You can get a fucking trust fund going. They'll be, they'll be pieces of shit probably. They'll suck. Maybe, you know, I don't know. They'll make, they'll probably be good people at their, you know, at their core if they're raised in a good household, but ultimately, you know, it's, you're kind of just going to be lazy. You just will. Best case, they're creatives. Um, best case, they're creative and like, they're just, they're passionate about the music or something, whatever they're doing. And they just, they go all in on that and they wind up being disciplined in that by osmosis, like just through like their obsession, their obsessive nature, which by the way is fine. A lot of people get sucked into like, like a, a craft because of obsession, um, you know, not, not a lot of people get sucked into plumbing because of obsession, but it's like those, I respect those guys that, that build it, that build a business because it's like, Hey, I got to do this. It's challenging. It's stimulating, but it still isn't fun. And I'm going to do it. You know, those kids won't be that. But, but again, if you think that this kid isn't going to get his fucking ass kicked in school, if he's not homeschooled, which he should be, by the way, he'll be a weirdo as a result, unfortunately. But if you're going to, you're telling me that this kid isn't going to have people fucking making fun of him because his fucking mom goes out with her tits out and you can like, you could. You could just pull it up and show the kid, hey, this is your mother. I see your mom's fucking tits. I want to suck them. Bro, the kids are fucked. You can't do that, man. I don't want my mom going on TV showing her tits off. And I don't want my mom traveling the fucking globe posting on Instagram about fucking skincare. Uh, that's, just, that's just me, personally. I want my mom to make me a fucking brajol once in a while, you know? I want a mom who could make a good fucking brajol. That's it. That's all. I want my mom to be a good, a good woman. I want her to be, you know... Uh, I, I want her to be my mom, you know, uh, I don't need her, to be, I don't need her to be my mommy, but I want her to be my mom forever, you know, I just, I want her to be my mom, that's all, I want her to feel like a mom, you know, and, um, and, and so do you, everyone does, and those kids don't have that, so, so right, right, you, this cognitive dissonance now, oh, you know, it's good, you know, it's good, sure, okay, it's great, it's great for a fucking mom and dad to both be fucking traveling all the time, I don't even think it's great when the dad does that, you know, but it happens, and we kind of, ex we kind of, just accept it because it is what it is. Why is that? Well, because because um, we've not been around for millions of years. We've been around for thousands of years. We haven't evolved enough yet. You know, women still like women still like the home. They do. They like doing stuff, but they like they enjoy the space of the home. Now, stay with me, okay? Hang on. That's gonna get clipped. But women do like the home more than men. Have you guys ever, okay, come into a space and your girlfriend is like, this looks like shit, I'm gonna rearrange it. And it's like, why are you doing that? She's like, oh, I just can't stand it. It's because what the fuck do you think they used to do all day when they were like not wearing shoes and men were wearing fucking togas going out hunting, you know, animals with spears. Women were cultivating plants, right? They were in charge of like fruits and 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 when we adopted a sedentary lifestyle, right? Men were out hunting and then women were cultivating, right? But then what else do you do, right? You come into the house and you make the home, hence the term, homemaker. You make the home, you fucking set it up. You know what my girlfriend wants in life? She says she wants a matching, I think the brand is Smeg. I don't even know, it could be Skeg. I think it's Smeg. She wants a Smeg uh, kitchen set. So that's like a blender and, and, and like a toaster. She wants it all to be the same color. And it's like, wow, I just want to have my Smeg. I just want to have it. And then it's, I don't care what, how big a house I want. Like that's like extra luxuries that comes later. I had this conversation with other guy friends and we've had this like, 
come to Jesus moment where we realize all our girlfriends really want is just a, like a matching kitchen set. I was talking with my buddy Josh, who was like, yeah, my girl, like his girlfriend Brianna wants, they, they listen to the bot sometimes, we're probably dying laughing right now. His girlfriend wants, she friends with my girl. And, and so this is interesting because like maybe they all talk and conspire. I think they all just come to these like, I think they all just think this independently. And then us guys have kind of put the pieces together, like just hanging out. We're like, we're like, um, we kind of just realize, oh, like, like our girlfriends all just want like these fucking matching, um, appliances. That's what they want. It's, it's, it's so, and, and by the way, it, we always shit on them for it. And then they fucking, they make you like, they make you like, they bake something in their new oven or something and they're and you're like, oh, this is really good. And they're like, yeah, I told you it's really good, isn't it? Now sit down and let me like fatten you up. And that, that's what, there's just like, there's something in there. I don't know what it is. I can't explain it, but there's something deep in the back of their psyche that's just not bred out yet. Where, you know, that's just how, that's just kind of the, it's kind of the order of things for a reason, right? Individually, you do what you want, but like it's, it's the reason why men skew one way and women skew another this isn't groundbreaking shit so so yeah so that's why that's why um it's kind of a little more accepted when daddy does it because we just uh kind of know it's the way that it works by the way like lions lions do things their way i think the female lion goes and hunts it's just what it is the male lions don't say hey well i want to hunt too. it's just they kind of accept it you know but it's the other way around it, in the case of humans, when it's the men that are going out and hunting, we just kind of accept it. It's what it is. It's in our nature. We haven't, we haven't had it bred out of us yet, but we can intellectualize it. We can, we can think about it. We can talk about it because we're too smart for our own good, which kind of makes us stupid in a way. Those kids are fucked, man. Those kids are screwed. Screwed. No fucking chance. No fucking chance they come out of this fucking feeling normal. There's no way. Uh, you know, but hey, yeah, their mother's empowered. Benedict. I'm sure there's a lot of fucking men that are happy right now. They're like, what a fucking joke. What a fucking hack. <laughs> what a hack. We fucking won. She's up here talking about how great she is and how empowered she is and how smart she is. And we're just like getting a fucking stare at her tits. It's like everything you're fucking trying to espouse. You're kind of like undoing by showing the goods off. You know, I, I want to be respected as a mother and I could do whatever I want. But, and, and here are my tits. What? Like, again. I don't want to be prude. Do what you want, but it's like you got to understand what the fuck you're doing. You got to understand what the ramifications are of it. You got to understand how people are going to react to it. It's insane. Anyway, Sanremo continues this week, so we'll see. Um, I don't know. Maybe there'll be more crazy shit. I think Blanco yesterday was was pissed because uh, he couldn't hear feedback through his headset he couldn't hear himself singing so he kicked up a tantrum and literally started kicking flowers around the stage during his set he was insane it was I mean, completely cocaine fueled probably that, that man is fucking that man fucking nuts he threw a tantrum you know so, so it'll be fun it'll be fun you should watch it guys Massimo Ranieri um, Gianni Morandi and Albano all took the stage today I was, I was fucking crying at 4 o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> <laughs> with that playing <laughs> just before recording this podcast like <laughs> like anyway we'll see but yeah that's that's a that's the sun that Amo ran for now I don't know if we'll do anything more on it next week we'll see I I never really watched it uh, up until this year but it's fascinating it's a fascinating cultural phenomenon that you should uh be paying attention to if you listen to this podcast and 
and you kind of appreciate the culture phenomenon of Italian football, well, like pop culture is another very real um, like thing that shapes Italian society, right? As it does in any in any uh, in any country, man. Um, but it's a very like uniquely Italian show. Just a music. It was the first, right? A music show where a bunch of artists get on stage and and perform in this really um, extravagant like show on 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 public television. It's it's the sort of shit that can only really happen in a small country. Italy's like relatively small compared to China, you know, um, the U.S. Um, in that sense, it's it's yeah, it's kind of like an intimate thing, you know. It, it, you feel like that's something that might happen in a lot of European countries, or like in Morocco, for example. Like there might be a really popular show where like a lot of people tune into it. Like it's one of those. It's quite cool. Uh, watch it. Uh, guys, enjoy the rest of your week. Much love to you all. Follow us on all platforms at Cultural Podcast. I was feeling good about this one, guys. I think that was a good little epi I gave you guys. I think we're back. I think it's the music. The music. The music does it. I think we got to come in at 80s disco as much as possible. We'll try to make that work as we get on the YouTube. I love you all. Again, um, Cultural Podcast on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube yet, please do. Just subscribe. We'll be posting more in a couple of weeks. Pods will be up on YouTube uh, in a couple of weeks. So stay tuned, but uh, follow in solidarity for now. When we get to a thousand subscribers, we can monetize, which is huge. So that's a real goal for the time being. Um, yeah, so watch the space. We do have a bonus episode dropping on the weekend, which will be a little bit of a different change of pace with a different guest. So stay tuned for that, guys. Enjoy the rest of your week. Again, follow us, please, everywhere at Cultural Podcast. If you haven't rated the pod yet, please do so. Almost everyone who listens to this pod has not rated it. Uh, like, 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 almost none of you have. I know how many guys listen. I know how many guys have rated. None of you have rated. Please go rate it. Just rate it five stars on Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen to this. It's appreciated. Thank you. Catch you soon. Enjoy the outro. Love you. Bye. Peccata in discoteca con lo sguardo da serpente Io mi sono avvicinato, lei già non capiva niente L'ho guardata, ma guardato e mi sono scatenato Fredastera al mio confronto era statico e imbranato Le ho sparato un bacio in bocca, uno di quelli che schiocca Sulla pista diavolata, lì per lì l'ho strapazzata L'ho lanciata, riafferrata, senza fiato l'ho lasciata Tra le braccia mi è cascata, era cotta innamorata Per i fianchi l'ho bloccata e mi ha fatto marmellata Oh yeah, si dice così no? E poi, e poi, che idea? Quale idea? Non vedi che lei non ci sta? Che idea? Quale idea? Maliziosa ma saprà tenere.